The Lord be with you. reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, Jesus came to Jericho and intended to pass through the town. Now a man named, there named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector and also a wealthy man, was seeking to see who Jesus was. But he could not see him because of the crowd, for he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When he reached the place, Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. And he came down quickly and received him with joy. When they all saw this, they began to grumble, saying, He has gone to stay at the house of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I shall give to the poor. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, I shall repay it four times over. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a descendant of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. The Gospel of the Lord. Morning, everybody. Did you notice? Got a new microphone? Did you notice that when we came in? Finally, praise the Lord. We installed it the other day. So again, uh, thank you to the Kroll family. Many of you know them. They go to Mass mostly in Portola, but Eric and Christy Kroll, they, they donated our new wireless system for both churches. And it's not a cheap thing, so, so praise the Lord. Now I can yell at you even, even louder. So. so praise God. Thank them for that. And again, thank you for, uh, for your patience. I know I was late this morning, and uh, it was Donut Sunday in Portola, and but on top of that, there were some heavy conversations, and it's always hard and delicate when, when, you're, when you're in the midst of a heavy conversation, how to, how to uh, leave that gracefully, and it's just, I'm not good at that. But as I was, knowing I was running late, and I was speeding through the valley at 140 miles per hour, <laughs> so I apologize, Deputy Bailey, for speeding in the valley, but... A thought came to mind. I'm pretty open with all of you, huh? And so after Mass, I want us to, so after Mass, as, as we process out, I want to, I'm going to start doing this for at least the next couple months or so. But we're going to kneel and we're going to pray the St. Michael the Archangel prayer. And the Hail Mary and the Glory Be. Because I think we're being spiritually attacked. And, and I don't say that to be hyperbolic or to scare you, but I've been, I've been looking at, you know, part of my, my role as spiritual father is to look at the community and to always be on the lookout. And I'm looking at our, at our parish for the past year. And all of the, many of the pillars of our parish for both sides are just being wrecked. 
They're being devastated. And it's always the pillars of, of our community. And, it's, and I'm looking at it, I said, this is, looks strategic to me. It's almost like if, if, you're, if you're in the military and we have a base, right? And all of a sudden, if the enemy starts lobbing mortars over the wall and it's hitting all of the key buildings in our, in our base, what do you immediately think? They've got us dialed in, right? They got us dialed in. Something is wrong here. We got an inside man, right? This isn't random. And, I, and I've been looking at it, I've been praying about it. I said, this isn't, this is strategic here. And so as I was speeding through here, I said, should, should we pray as a community? Should I just do this by myself and I'll just offer prayers? Me, the next thought came to mind. I said, no. We are the Catholic Church. We are Christians. And we don't do this by ourselves. We don't do this on our own. So I'm going to muster the entire might of our spiritual power. And we're going to punch the devil in the face. We don't do this by ourselves. And so I was angry that I was speeding through here. I said, no, I'm not doing this by myself. I, I cast you out. And so, so for the next couple months or so, let's utilize the weapons that Jesus gave us. Jesus gave us two primary weapons in the spiritual battle. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. So I'm telling you, some of our families are getting devastated. And it's, and it's too perfect. And I, and, and I smell something funny. And so, and so we're going to up our spiritual game here. Because we're Christian. We're the Catholic Church. We've been fighting the devil for 2,000 years. He ain't going to win. <laughs> so we're going to start doing that. That would be all dramatic, but I was fired up. Maybe I was just scared because I was speeding so fast. So I don't know. Hmm. All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So when I was away, when Father Bain had covered for me, all these bugs are everywhere. I'm sorry. Those little bugs that are crawling everywhere. They're flying over my face or all over my books. So don't mind me. I'm flicking. But I was like, when I was away with, from you, uh, I put in the pastor's prayer journal an email that I received a while back. And I've reprinted it again this week because now that I'm back with you, I want to break it down because as I, as, I, as I was going through this email, it reminded me perfectly of our gospel today, of Zacchaeus. The email begins. Hi, Father, which is nice, by the way. Sometimes the emails I get aren't as polite. So. so, hi, Father. Just a quick thank you for being such a faithful shepherd and friend. But I never thought I would want to become Catholic. I thought I had control over this. And I would go to Mass and think of every objection I could. I didn't understand why everything had to be so uniform. Why did every Mass have to be the same? <laughs> I read that, I just laughed. Because I don't, I don't think we realize it, especially if we've been brought up Catholic, how utterly strange the Mass is. It is, it is bizarre, especially if you've ever been to a, a, a non-Catholic service, it's different. And so, especially when, when non-Catholics come to our Masses, it, it can kind of seem bizarre because the church is different, smells different, priests is wearing funny clothes, you're standing, kneeling, standing, kneeling, you're uttering these prayers that everyone seems to be have memorized, and you feel an alien, you're in a foreign place. 
Because beautifully, you know, with our Protestant brothers and sisters, we share a lot. We have more in common than what divides us. But that sliver that does divide us are huge still. And so that's part of the dialogue that we have, even though we're all Christians. There are some marked differences. And part of it is the way we worship. So she continues. Why are we thoughtlessly responding in the same way every time? Why is every Mass solely focused on the Eucharist? Felt insincere. Tradition seemed unnecessary. You see what's going on here, kind of set the stage. So this woman that's writing this email is coming to Mass with her husband, supporting him, as, as we should as families, to, to be united. But the Mass seemed off to her. And I get it, coming from that background. See, as an evangelical Protestant, she continues, you can see where I'm coming from. I was used to what feels like a large Bible study. And until now, my faith was mainly built on my feelings. Can you sense the pride here? Many times when, and I changed the husband's name out of privacy and respect, when John and I would talk about our differences, I would cry. I hated having this divide between us. See, what was going on here is that she's coming to Mass and she feels this divide. Because as families, we strive to become one, don't we? And sometimes religion can be a dividing point in many families. And so beautifully, she feels this division in her. And when we talk about our differences, I would cry. I hated having this divide between us. And this is where I respect her a lot. She, she writes, But I was unwilling to just become Catholic. I knew I had to learn what I believed and why. So uh, this is amazing now because, and I get it, because no one should just become Catholic just because everybody else is doing it. Rather, we become Catholic because it's, we're convinced it's the truth. And so here she is, totally, totally going through and says, I'm not just going to become Catholic because my husband is. Out of respect, I must do this on my own as well. Having that intellectual honesty. She wasn't just going to go along to, go, to get along. And so she writes, continues. So there she is, sitting at Mass. And here is where Zacchaeus now comes in. I started praying the same prayer at every Mass, to be shown and led to the truth, whatever that was. <laughs> Do you hear now the utter humility of her? Because now she's saying, all right, Lord, if, 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 if it is truly what it is, because remember, as Catholics, this is truly Jesus Christ on this altar. It is truly Him present. It is Jesus Christ fully present in every single tabernacle of the world. I mean, that is why we kneel we do all of the gestures that, that point to that. But for our non-Catholic brothers and sisters, it's merely symbolic. And so she's here saying, okay, if it really is you, Jesus, show that to me, reveal that to me. And whatever that truth is, I will follow you. You see, the humility, that's the humility of every single Christian. 
A Christian now says, Jesus, you lead me now. I'm being led by you, not, not my own creation. I don't do this. I don't create my own Christian faith. No, rather, what is the truth? And as Christians, we submit to the truth. That's what makes Christianity hard, by the way. Because imagine a Christianity where I'm the sole determiner of truth. At the end of the day, that isn't Christianity. That's rather Christianity made by Father Brian. Like Zacchaeus here. It said that he is, notice the details that that Luke giveth. He says Zacchaeus is the chief tax collector. Remember, tax collectors are utterly hated in this time period. Remember, they're seen as, as being greedy, as being thieves, and as being traitors who work with the Roman Empire. And so not only is he just a tax collector, he's the top sinner. And also it says here's a wealthy man. And so here he is, a man of prestige, of class, and of power. He hears that Jesus is coming by, and notice what he does next. Because Zacchaeus is vertically challenged, right? Tiny. Climbs a tree. Do you see how utterly ridiculous this is? A grown man climbing a tree. Again, kids climb trees. Little boys climb trees. A grown man of status does not climb a tree. Could you imagine if you saw a politician climbing a tree? You saw Donald Trump hanging out in a tree? Hillary Clinton climbing a tree? What would you think? What are they doing? Idiots. What are you climbing a tree for? It is utterly beneath them, isn't it? So notice Zacchaeus now, being a wealthy and a rich man, he climbs this tree. Why? Humbles himself now just to catch a glimpse of Jesus. The author of this email humbles herself, saying, all right, I don't understand everything. You Catholics are weird. But wherever this truth leads me, I will follow you. I prayed during the liturgy of the Eucharist, she continues, that God would break down my unbelief to be like Peter rather than Judas, that it was truly his body and blood, then why would I I not want to receive it and need it? As I've dug deeper into learning about the origins of Catholicism as well as Protestantism, began to feel a divide within myself. There is something more here. Do you see her now? She's saying, all right, Lord. Reveal to me the truth. Show me if this is really you. Which, by the way, as Catholics, we should never stop praying that prayer. I don't care how long you've been Catholic. If you've been born into this or you converted years ago or whatever, never stop praying for the gift to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. You know, I've been a God, well, I've been, praise God, I've been a priest now for eight years. Every time I celebrate Mass, I utter that prayer to myself. Jesus revealed to me, deep in my faith in the Eucharist, especially in the bigger parish, sometimes, my previous parish, I celebrate five Masses in a weekend. 
You know how routine that can kind of become over time? And they're like, Lord, deepen my faith and help me not this become routine. Help me not lose sight of the mystery of this. So my friends, keep praying that prayer. Make that part of your spiritual language. Because look what happens. A few weeks ago, and I remember this homily too. A few weeks ago, when you preached on the bodily reality of the Eucharist, I wept the whole time. Finally, I understood all of it. God's miraculous presence in the bread and wine is not a symbolic remembrance, but a humble and gracious gift for us to receive in a very, really unity with Him. How can I continue to grow in my faith without ever receiving my Lord in this way? And I love this last line. I now have an indescribable fire for the Catholic Mass. As a priest, that makes my, my heart just explode. She saw Jesus. Like Zacchaeus, he saw Jesus. And then look what happened next. Jesus looks up from the tree. He, see, he sees this, this guy hiding in a tree. He says, Zacchaeus, get down from there. I want to come over to your house and stay with you. You see that language there? That's a language of communion, isn't it? So it's a language of Jesus now entering to Zacchaeus' house in order to dine with him. See, now here, here's another aspect of the Catholic Mass. Notice, again, the Catholic teaching on this is that at every single altar, we are present at the Last Supper. Every single Mass is like this. We are literally present at the Last Supper with Jesus. Not simply acting it out and replaying this like a play, no. But rather, we are present at the Last Supper. Present there. And notice this context that which the beauty and the most the source and summit of our Christian faith here takes place in the context of a meal. A meal. The most important thing we do takes place in the context of a meal. And isn't that beautiful? Notice now, you married couples in here, when you first started dating your future spouse, what was one of the first things you started doing? You started going out to dinner, didn't you? You hung out over a meal, and what did you do? You tried to impress each other, right? Sitting there in front of each other, that, you know, dressed well, looking beautiful. And over that meal, what happened? Your relationship was strengthened, deepened, wasn't it? You got to know each other. And over time, your bond would grow over a meal. Mothers in here, when you gave birth to your kids, one of the most beautiful and intimate moments you ever share with them is what? When? When you breastfeed your baby, Right? When you sit there and you have your newly born child in your arms, and that intimacy now being shared with your child in your arms as you feed them. In that moment, your relationship is what? It's being deepened, strengthened. Notice now again, at home, and we do this every day. We do it every day that it becomes mundane and it becomes lost on us. But think about it. All of your meals that you share, you're surrounded by your family, aren't you? Most of us. We have that gift. The vast majority of meals take place with the people we love the most. What is happening when you're having breakfast or lunch or dinner? Utterly routine, 
But what's happening around that dinner table? Your relationships are being strengthened and deepened, aren't they? That's why God is utterly unoriginal, isn't he? How God now relates to us simply around a meal. Sometimes we think God has to be this this huge, majestic, clouds blazing, lightning bolts flashing everywhere. No. Our God encounters us where we're at. In the most humble, the most tiniest, the most ordinary of ways, doesn't he? Do you see now why the Holy Eucharist must be not only a true reality of him, but must also be a meal? And when we begin to see this, my friends, our relationship with God now, why the Mass should be the most important thing we do, because this is where we gather now as a Christian body around the table of the Lord, where our relationship with Him is strengthened and deepened. I now have an indescribable fire. Zacchaeus, I'm willing to give all my wealth away. See what happens when we counter Jesus Christ? In the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Saint Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And to thou, the Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And all glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Son.